All right, Mixed Master B here for MMB Radio and MMB Sports. And on the phone lines right now, I want to welcome in from PhillyInfluencer.com, Mr. Shaw Brace. How are you? Mixed Master B, how you doing, my friend? I'm, do- I'm doing lovely, man. I'm doing lovely. How are you How are you tonight on this, on this Tuesday evening? The All-Star Game is on. You got Philly Influencer. I mean, you're a busy man right now. Trying to be, man. That's the way you got to be. But, uh, you know, I do appreciate the 10 p.m kick off with uh with your show here it's not too much too many times i get the opportunity to speak at in the nighttime hour and you're a lot like me we're gonna mellow out as the night goes on but and you're a you're a night owl too man i see you out there tweeting at like 3 30 a.m that's i don't sleep man i'm up i'm like a vampire in the night i see you always on social media as well but uh it's funny man i appreciate the opportunity to hop on with you and you've been around since day one and Speaking on phillyamateur.com uh, and, and you just bringing up how busy I am, just a hustler. It's what you got to be doing. Obviously, you know, it's uh, being in the business for six years and then having, you know, just uh, that opportunity close up and it's, it's how the business goes down. So I was not surprised and I just decided to myself, well, what am I going to do now? What, what What's hitting me? What should I do? And I knew that I would still be able to do TV and I knew I still wanted to stay in it. And I had a decent, you know, following, you know, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's really hard to just stop and not do anything and, or just give it all up when like five and, and, and this isn't big time or anything like that, but it, it was pretty cool to be reached out by about like 500 people, whether it was email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever probably like five, 600 messages were sent to me. And it was like, you know, and that was really what was the driving force of phillyimster.com. It's like, I, I don't care if there's a million and one haters out there that don't like what I do and want to rip on me or whatever it may be. There's 600 people that, that do enjoy hearing my voice, do hear, do enjoy hearing my opinion. So that was the driving force, like I said. And you know, just decided to start up com and just kick it in and, you know, see what I could do and make it like where it started, bro, was, is where, I mean, it, it's, I didn't know where the end, end was going to be. You know, I didn't know where the finish line was going to be. So where it started was one thing. And then it's obviously just developed. Um, and I'm starting to get more ideas and I'm starting to think a little bit bigger. I just brought it on an amazing editor by the name of Nick Cone. Uh, the dude is amazing. He, he's just on point. One of the hardest working SOBs I've come across. Uh, he's, he's aggressive and he's damn good at what he does. So, uh, and he, he ran bleedphilly.com. I'm just, I'm just rapping here, man. You can, you can interject anytime you yeah, want. You know I'm that. letting you do your thing. I, first, I, <laughs> I want to, uh, thank you for acknowledging that I'm, you know, a, a night owl and, uh, you know, originally we were going to call MMB Radio Into the Night with Mixmaster B, but, you know, for, <laughs> but for other reasons, we decided not to go that route. Um, but, I mean, people are listening to your voice right now, and they know who you are, especially in the Philadelphia area. I can say, and I'm not just, you know, brown-nosing right here, but I always admired and listened to your show. I mean, I was doing stuff around the office and in the den and everything, mm-hmm. and you guys would be on, you know, I'm shooting you a tweet or something, talking about something, you know. Um, and I guess one of the things with the business, you know, me, I've uh, done radio before and now doing podcasts. So I kind of know the nature of the beast that you it could be any moment's time that it's like, yeah, we're going to go in a different direction. Um, so I, I guess what mm-hmm. I wanted to know is 
at any point did you kind of like suspect that this was going to be coming or was it really a shock to you? It's, it's exactly what you said with the business. You just, you're always up. You always have an idea that anything's possible. You know, it's, I always go back to like the private parts, uh, Howard Stern's movie when he walks in and it's like, yeah, we're switching formats to country and he didn't fit in and he had to bounce. It's like, you know, fact is they could come in and do you speak Spanish? No. Well, we're changing up the format right now. And, and uh, you know, if your kids speak Spanish, then you're out. See, that's the way it could work in that entertainment business or in the radio business. So nothing was surprising. And, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It's one of those things where, believe it or not, I feel really good. Really, really good. I'm really, I just, I feel different. I feel more proud of, of this, this site. And it's still just the entity, the stage. It's like just the beginning. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just feel refreshed. I'm working harder now. And, and I don't mean this to take a shot at what I did previous three years. You know, I'm not trying to come up like I didn't work hard at that station. But the fact is, is, you know, I love, like, I'm networking. That's one of my favorite things to do is just to get out there, meet people, shake hands. You never know who you're going to run into. So I'm enjoying anything and everything right now. Uh, Phillyamster.com, it's mess to be, and just having a blast. That's all. That's I feel refreshed. It feels new, and I'm loving what I'm doing. Well, I can definitely say I can relate to that feeling, having done a radio show myself for a couple years, and then being told, you know, that we're going to be doing some changes, and then. Uh, launching up MixedMasterBee.com and doing the podcast thing, you do have more of a sense of pride knowing that this is your baby. This is what you've put together. Um, mm -hmm. you got a lot of different people helping you out, bringing on different editors. And uh, a lot of people want to know what uh, makes you stand out from other sites like Crossing Broad and you know some of these other Philly-related blog sites. Yeah, you know, and that, that's, that's one thing that you ask yourself in the beginning, and I don't think any, they're better than Crossing Broad. Crossing Broad has had a, a couple years head start, and he does a, he does a pretty damn good job. You got to give it up to Kyle. He's developed a pretty big monster over there. Uh, but so to to say I do something different, nah, I'm not so sure. Uh, the only thing that I'm bringing, I'm bringing a little bit more access. Uh, I'm still going to be, you know, I'm going to be doing stuff from. Uh, the mini camp or excuse me, training camp coming up starting August two with the Eagles, you know, still be getting inside access with the 76ers and stuff like that. And I don't, not to say that Kyle couldn't get credentialed or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all, but it, you know, it's not his, what he does. Um, maybe he will, you know, develop it. I think he's got another guy over there by the name of Jim, Jim Adair, I believe is, is his last name. I probably killed his last name, but, um, they're both really good at it. I'm going to sit here and say I'm better than them at anything. What do I do different? I don't know. I'm not doing much different, anything different right now either. That's the truth. It's just still the beginning stages, still trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. I got a decent schedule. I thought that, uh, you know, as far as the podcasting every day during the week for Eagles, upcoming Eagles season, you know, I'm used to working seven days a week, Eagles season. You know, so I didn't want that to change. So, um, Monday I'll be podcasting after the game, you know, or excuse me, Monday I'll be podcasting, you know, just, uh, talking about the game by myself solo Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm rolling, um, with John Barcher from bleeding green nation and Wednesday nights we're doing, uh, well, hopefully a live broadcast, which is going to be a little bit of uh, an Eagles pep rally tailgate giveaways, 
slash live ass little town hall, get the get the crowd involved. It's it's what I'm good at. It's what I enjoy the most. You know, I, I really did enjoy doing all those things, uh, working with the Eagles a number of years ago and I, I, I DJ still Thursday nights, you know, and I just enjoy being in the crowd, man. And so I was able to wrap all those things up. We're going to do that on Wednesday and I'm hoping, uh, on Friday I'll be taping a podcast. Um, I'm trying to get Smitty from Barstool Sports involved. I'm trying to, trying to branch out to all the online guys, you know, well, after um, hearing, I think that hearing all that, I, I, I kind of feel like my schedule is light now. <laughs> I thought I had a tough schedule, you know, but um, uh, no, you know, and, and that's what I would say. I do a little bit different. Like I'm going to be more of the podcasting, more videos and stuff like that. Try to give you inside access, but you know, anybody could do that too. So I don't know at the end of the day, what will make me different. I just know that the quality of the product that I will be putting out will be delivering uh, for all Philadelphia sports fans. That's all I know. So speaking about the Philadelphia sports fan. Now, it's, it's been a trying, trying time for any Philadelphia sports fan of, of, of any of the four major sports. Um, so we, we want to <laughs> talk a little bit about the four major sports. So, I mean, who do you want to start with? I mean, it's like a carousel here, like of, of different things going on. So Yeah, well, let's go. Let's go birds. Let's go uh, Eagles here. We'll go Eagles. So right around this, the corner. Yeah, so it's an Eagles nation out here. Um what is, what is going on with this whole thing with the Chip Kelly? I mean, so many people are saying that, you know, he's ruining the team, while others are saying they don't know what exactly his direction is. What is what is Sean Brace's stance on the Eagles right now? Nailed it with Chip. We're in Chip's world. Um, you know, there's a couple different ways to look at it. I feel like if you want to be an optimist, uh, you can find things that you're looking at and you can make the arguments in your favor except for quarterbacks. But other than that, I think you can make an argument for a number of positions are, are better. And then if you want to be a pessimist, and I will tell you that uh, like you, you, and the history of the NFL will tell you that when you have change, when you have turnover, such as the Eagles did in this past offseason, it generally doesn't work out in your favor that upcoming year. You know, there's something to be said about teams gelling, coming together, knowing each other, stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, when you got Chip Kelly as the head coach, it's the ultimate wild card. And his first two seasons coming in, it's nothing. They, you know, I know he hasn't won a playoff game and, you know, kind of choked it down the stretch a little bit last year, just a little bit, a couple bad coaching decisions. But still, you, you just can't think that winning 10 games back – the back seasons in your first two years as NFL head coach in Philadelphia, in Philly. That's right. I mean, there's something to be said about that. So Chip is the ultimate wild card. I think they're going to be good, and I'm, I'm willing to say that they're going to be good because of the defense this year. I still believe in the offense, but I just feel like how many times have the Eagles been snake-bitten in the last two seasons where it's third down and 15, and you're like, just get off the field. It's that easy. And then all of a sudden, whoever it is drops back and completes a 25-yard pass, and you're just going crazy. Well, this year, the Eagles have depth at the linebacker position so they can deal with a number of injuries. If that happens, um, it seems like they're deep in a lot of positions except for the secondary but the main thing I would say about the defense is there's five playmakers on defense this year. Byron Maxwell, Connor Barwin, Fletcher Cox, uh, uh, Kiko Alonso, and Michael Kendrick. Excuse me. Yeah, those are your five. Five guys that can make plays for you. 
this upcoming season. And Fletcher Cox is the best out of that bunch. But don't sleep on Connor Barwin having another monster year this year. Byron Maxwell is the real deal cornerback. Kiko Alonso, if he could just return to 75% of what he showed in that rookie season. Um, and Michael Kendricks is my favorite linebacker on the squad. And like I said, about depth at the position, D'Amico Ryan's coming off the bench. Come on. That's the ball. Now, what, what is your whole feeling on the whole to Marco Murray? Everybody's saying that he's not going to have the same season as he had last year. Um, that you just, it's, history has shown that you just don't have back to back seasons with that many carries. So, yeah. is this something that you, you think is a concern for Philadelphia Eagle fans, or is it something that you think is going to be a first in NFL history to be able to duplicate what he did last season? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's going to get the carries. Ryan Matthews, if, if, Matthew stays healthy. He's he should get his fair share. I mean, I'm not talking 200 carries, but I'm talking you know buck 20, buck 30. I would like to see Ryan Matthews get at the end of the season. That would be really really good for everybody involved, all parties, if that's the case. Because um, then you got Demarco Murray nice and fresh, and, and I think Demarco Murray is an extremely special back. That if he was to be the number one and say Sproles was the only other running back on this, although you wouldn't want that, but still if that was the case. And DeMarco Murray got himself, you know, 380, 390, 400 touches, uh, maybe even into, yeah, 400 touches, even without the playoff game, if he was the only featured back in that offense. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he could duplicate those numbers that he did last year in Dallas. And what an amazing year. He's, he's really impressive. I, I said I told him I was coming back from uh, AC two weeks ago. There was a uh, billboard. It was, it was a couple uh, actually. It was about like a month, month and a half ago, and there was a billboard, and it was fresh that you know Demarco Murray came over, and it was just there he was, and he's like, "Welcome to Philadelphia, Demarco," and it hit you. You're like, "Wow, he's in he's he's an eagle this year." I mean, that dude was an absolute monster last year, and now he's wearing our colors. And it stings Dallas even more. So you you, you make it you, know, you appreciate it that much more too. Um, I think Demarco Murray, if he was able to get all the touches that he did last year, you could definitely duplicate success. But uh, hopefully, for our sake and for everybody involved, he did not duplicate those. Aaron Matthews gets his fair share this year. So switching gears a little bit to the 76ers, I mean, if it's if it's Chip, we trust and Chip, we trust. We have to kind of find out what are we doing with Sam Hinkie. Um, a lot of moves being made, uh, the whole – the Sixers tanking, it, you go, Embiid going down. What, what is your uh, outlook on the Sixers? Well, it was a little bit brighter before the Embiid news. Um, I was holding out hope. I, I know that kind of was started to seem like it was reality. A couple weeks ago seemed like it started hitting home that Joel Embiid was going to miss this year. And – that one hurts because this whole time, that's all I've been saying. He is a franchise-changing player. He's that cornerstone. He's that guy. That but is special he, though? I mean, Joel Embiid? Um, yeah, I mean, for a guy who's never played a second of an NBA game, we only yeah. know by what he's done in college. And mm-hmm. that's constantly – I've been hearing you say it. I hear other people say it that, you know, he's, he's the next he's next Olajuwon. He's the next corners. I'm like, but I'm starting to lose doubt. So, yeah, uh, you so... are, no, I mean, that's all changed. It's all changed. It's, I mean, it, it just changed, you know, in the past two weeks, ever since it started coming to reality that he was going to be hurt again. Like, 
everything out the window at this point. And I'm, it's, I'm sorry to say that to all six fans, but uh, I think this very well could be where he's just sitting out for the next four years. You know, maybe he gets play, plays 20 games next year and then he's hurt. And then the following season, maybe he gets like 20 games there and you're not going to resign him. And at that time, his contract's up. So he moves on to another squad and he'll get picked up because, I mean, just look at the Andrew Bynum situation. He got his multiple opportunities. Greg Oden got his multiple opportunities. When you're that big, anybody will give you a shot. And he'll be, by that time, he'll be making a million per year. Um, but still, you'll, you'll get his opportunity in a different uniform other than the Sixers. Believe me, uh, you know, obviously, you're only going off the one year at Kansas, uh, what, three years of high school basketball. Um, it's just amazing to watch him grow. Let me put it to you that way. And just last year in the, in the, from the high school footage you saw as well. And, I mean, he just he, – if you heard the story like two weeks ago, he texted Brett Brown in the middle of the night that he grew two inches over the summer. And it's the truth. I mean, he towered. He towers over Jalil Okafor. Um, but it's all out the window, McMaster B, man, because with that injury, it's – yeah, I got a pessimistic view about this one, how this one's going to turn out for us here in Philly. Well, it's good, though, that they did go ahead and draft Okafor. Um, a lot of people are saying that, you know, ah, why did we draft another big guy? But now those people who were saying that are probably happy now because now we actually have a center on the squad. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's the good thing. That's the positive out of bringing him in onto the squad. But um, so now we'll move on to the next uh, train wreck, the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, wow. I mean, where where to start there? There are so many avenues to take on there. Um, I guess the, the latest thing that we just heard is uh, Papelbon, you know, pretty much laying it out there like, you know, shit or get off the pot. <laughs> um, in those exact words, you know, never one for uh, a choice of, uh, you know, wording there. But um, what mm-hmm. is your take on that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Well, I would tell you that Jonathan Pavelbon just he knows how it works. And it's I think he enjoys playing with Ruben, which I kind of he's definitely he doesn't care what anybody's going to say. But the fact is the trade deadline's July 31st. What's today? The 15th. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's got two more weeks and he knows it. So he's just running his yap. Um, and he wants to get traded too. So it's kind of a dare. He doesn't want to be here anymore. I mean, he says so. He wants to move on. He wants to get to a contender. Who, who blames him? And I'm not one of those guys where, oh, he signed a contract. He should want to stay here. BS. You know, it's professional sports. Stop it. You know, you know, wave it around, put it on the table. Tell me, get, get me out of here. Jonathan Papelbon, and plus I don't want him anymore. Even though, you know, if you look back, he's kind of held up his end of the bargain with the contract. He hasn't pitched all that bad. I, My confidence wasn't really there for Jonathan Papelbon. I always felt like he made things a little bit more interesting than what they should be. A couple walks, you know, just some bad pitches, and all of a sudden you get some runners on first and second. And it's, it was an easy save, and all of a sudden now you're sweating. But he's held up his end of the bargain. But just get rid of him already. And, and you hope that this management – Gillick, uh, Gillick's making the decisions. It's not Ruben. That's been reported for a number of months now, so we don't have to worry about that. Gillick's in charge, and Andy McPhail's going right now as well. Um, so that's that's where my sights are right now. Is who's McPhail going to bring in here, and let's get Ruben out of here at the end of the season. I don't care if he stays on the team either. You know, I just want him out of the general manager position, which it is. He's already out. 
So, uh, you know, it's just, I, I don't care. I mean, you could put him as a bat boy. You could put Rudy tomorrow, you know, as the director of fun and games. I don't care. But just get him away from the checkbook and let's get some new, new blood in that office. Well, there could be some expensive on-field entertainment if we did uh, have him in front of, uh, you know, entertainment and games, you know. Um, but I guess one <laughs> of the things that upsets me about the whole Ruben situation is that ultimately everybody knows Ruben's gone. So why are we just holding on at this point, allowing him to run his mouth and putting his foot in his mouth about different things like Chase Utley and, you know, just saying things like about Ryan Howard in the beginning of this season. It's like the Philly fans are some of the most knowledgeable fans in the world, if not the most knowledgeable. Like, we don't need you to tell us what we already know. We already know that Ryan Howard is being overpaid. You know, that Chase Utley is on the decline. Um, I can kind of almost respect – I guess it's honesty, but at the same time, what's mm. the point of keeping him around only to keep, you know, putting his foot in his mouth and then issuing apologies later? And, you know, you, you wonder if what, what, kind, what type of conversations are taking place behind the scenes, but maybe Gillick's just like, all right, Ruben, you know, you, you're, this is your show for the next two months and have at it and I'm not going to get in the way and, and we all, everybody knows he's on his way out. So that's why he ta- he's taking the shot. That's why I kind of felt like he took the shot about at the fan and that one quote a couple months ago. I really did feel like that was like, yeah, I'm out anyway, so shove it. Um, but the Utley stuff and just him continuing to run his yap, it's like, I don't know. what. How else would they, how else could they handle it? You know, with Gillick, would they, all of a sudden he become the mouthpiece? Well, then fire Ruby tomorrow. And if they're not going to fire Ruben Martin, you know, you got to allow him to talk. He has to show up. He's got to be there. He doesn't have to do all these radio interviews, though. I will say that, just this so you true. know. This is true. And I, yeah, I'm sure you do know. He doesn't have to do those. He can, oh, come on, man. They could stiff arm you. Chip Kelly doesn't do interviews in this town. You know, he does the one with Angelo, and that's it in the morning. But, um, you know, so if, if Ruben Martin does not have to pick up that phone, but whatever station wants him, it seems like he's, he's ready to step up to the punches. I just feel like if it were me and knowing that, you know, I'm already out the door and I'm auditioning for possibly a GM position on another team, like, I just don't know, like, if other teams are looking at this and they're saying, is this really the type of guy we want to head, you know, our checkbook and our payroll? So Mm, I I guess that's kind of like where I'm feeling with that. Um, And then finally, the Flyers. Um, Ron Hextall, personally, I love what he's doing. I feel like he's going outside of the box, outside of what is uh, the tradition and norm of the, the way Flyers do things. But uh, what's your take on him? He has to at this point in time. Nothing at any success. I was said that one Stanley Cup problem that 2010 versus. Are you a Blackhawks fan? Aren't you? You're a Blackhawks fan. I, I, I'm a Flyers fan first and foremost. I do, but I do okay. root for Blackhawks too. 2010 was tough for me. It was really tough for me. Okay. Um, like Ronick, did you did you start crying like Jeremy? I didn't. No, I wasn't a cis pot crying. <laughs> you know, but uh, the, hey, I feel yeah, the that, Chicago that fans. I, you know, pain because they were for a while there weren't able to watch Blackhawk games, and I'm like. Hell, for the longest time, I wasn't able to, you know. So, um, yeah. I'll but, tell you right now, I, I love Patrick Kane. I love watching Patrick Kane, and I know Flyers fans don't want to hear that, but um, and, and you know, he he was just electric 
you know, for a number of years, kind of, he didn't have the best Stanley Cup. I missed a couple of games, right? He didn't have the best Stanley Cup, did he? No, no, he didn't. He, he wasn't. Yeah. He, he didn't score until like the last yeah. game, you know, to the clinching yeah. of the right. game. But, but he's still, got a lot I mean, of money he, tied he, up in him, so. Yeah, know. and his puck handling skills are just amazing. And, and you, you know, he's, he's that special type player where if, if he's got the shot, it's a pretty good shot of a chance of going in. And I, I enjoy price of admission. I always say, what's the, you know, is that player worth the price of admission? Easily would pay whatever top dollar to see Patrick King play. Well, that's the thing. A lot of Flyer fans I'm hearing said that we need, they need to go out and they need to spend the money. But the Blackhawks are a prime example right now of the whole salary cap situation, losing, you know, side and, yeah. and losing, you know, Sharp. And now Oduya might not even be back. So they're feeling the hit now of dumping all their money in, you know, Kane and Taze and Crawford. So let me ask you. Flyer, let me ask, so, so let me ask you. If you spend money like that, you get you get three Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You know, oh, so sign me up. Then please go right ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's yeah, why I'm Flyer probably... fans are saying, like, we need to spend this money. We need to go out, grab these big free agents, and but the problem is, is how do you track them when it seems like we. The Flyers just keep like it's like they're in a time lapse. I feel like they yeah. just they just kind of just keep doing the same thing and you know putting a new twist on it. And it's like, but it's the same old thing, you know? Yeah, it's 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 always something with the Flyers. Whether it's the defense, for me, it's always been the defense. But the defense has never been good. They never hold up their end of the bargain. Um, I love watching Simmons play. I think Claude step up a little bit more i've always been you know i've always been vocal about claude especially in that series against the rangers i thought he could have done a little bit more um but the flyer fans don't want to hear that it just it seems like it's whether it's the goaltending one year it's defenseman or the other it's you know the, the, the nobody's scoring the next year it's it's always something i am interested to see with the new coach what hackstall i am like i'm looking forward to seeing his type you know, I, I know nothing about the guy. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not really up in the college hockey game, to tell you the truth. Uh, I do know what are, what successful programs are, and I knew, do know what the articles have been written, obviously reading about him, but I'm looking forward to see what he does at professional level. That's a whole different monster, in my opinion. So um, there are definitely storylines, and we will continue to read them as Hexbell builds his squad and hopefully he can build a winner like he did out there in L.A. Speaking of L.A. and if Flyer fans and, you know, Flyers uh, front office doesn't want to spend money. Mike Richards, I heard, is, uh, you know, he's willing to work for a six pack and, you know, you know, a couple of Vikings. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, yeah. Train wreck there. He's one of he, he, what's going on with our athletes, man. You know, it's not good. Richards, uh, you know, you heard the stories about Richards having having problems a number of years ago. I mean, whew, yeah, that's going way back. And you hope that that's not the case. But. If that's what just happened, he got stopped at the border with, you know, uh, you know painkillers. And, you know, there's a number of ways you can get addicted to those things. And especially if you're a professional athlete, you, you can find those pretty easy, I would imagine. So that sucks. If uh, McNabb breaks, it, that hurts, man. You know, McNabb, at the end of the day, people could say what they want when he's like, number five will always love you. And it's like, all right, Don, relax. But still, he he was the Philadelphia Eagles. He was one of us, and my man just got his second DUI. Two times uh, over the legal limit. Two times over the legal limit. They're saying minimum now of four months out there in Arizona. And, you know, it's not the first professional athlete to go to jail, 
but still, it's it's Donovan McNabb, and he had that squeaky clean image, and he wasn't that party guy, and now all of a sudden here he is, and he's going to end up in jail. Hopefully, and, and you know, hopefully he's able to settle with the person that he hit, and uh, you know, the cops have settled with the, the lawyers, but Arizona is is kind of like it's a strict state, and not a study troop. I think he's going to end up in the stripes. I really do. Well, it's what the young kids are saying. He, he was turned down for what, and uh, I don't, I don't really know what it was going on out in Arizona. But uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's. I saw that report, and I was just like, "Wow, again, Don? Come on, man!" You know. Yeah. Like, but uh, but before we get out and get you out of here, I want to hit you with uh, five random questions. Okay. All so right. first thing like comes it. to mind. First thing comes to mind. All right. Um, greatest hip hop album mm-hmm. of all time. I know you're a big hip hop fan. Uh, Man, uh, wow, uh, Jay-Z Black Album. Okay. Best place to get a Philly cheesesteak? I don't know if this is going to kill any sponsorships with, you know, phillyinfluencer.com, but. <laughs> I like you. I'll, hey, send me it, all right, because I want to get one. Dallas right down the road. All right, all right. Question number three. Your favorite Philly athlete of all time? Easy. AI. AI. Iverson. Yeah. Who's the next to win a championship in Philadelphia? And it could be the Philadelphia soul. <laughs> I'll even branch out to that right now. Uh, well, you got to put your money up on them, especially this year. Uh, the, the Arena Bowl is uh, hosted by the team with the best record. So the, the Arena Bowl could be in Philadelphia. I don't know how many. Yeah, I don't know how many games are left, but uh, – Soul are pretty damn good. They're thirteen and two. Look out, man! They might win another championship this year. Um, yeah, you got to put the soul up there. But if we're gonna keep the four majors, uh, I gotta go Eagles. I, I just think Chip Kelly is that. If you're gonna say bend me down, of course hockey comes to mind. But I gotta go Chip Kelly. He's just a wild card, and I think if you give him some pretty good, uh, consistent defensive play throughout the season, who knows? I think he'll end up. He knows what he he should do on the offense side help him out on the defensive side and that's a dangerous concoction and final question best philly website could be ah, i like your style man <laughs> yeah i like your style phillyinfluencer.com it's not even a question mixed master b thank you for that plug man yeah I, I'm, I'm telling you i'm putting all my all my blood sweat and tears into this site man and loving what i'm doing and people, there are. I'm still in conversation with a number of guys. We got a fantasy guy for fantasy football. He's also going to, you know, continue into basketball and baseball. I'm going to see if I can get two different guys that hop on in the fantasy side of things. I got an Eagles guy, and I also have like a Lewis Black, uh, the comedian, where it's just like, you know, whatever's hitting them, give me two pieces a month, uh, whatever you want to bitch about, please. You know, just he's really talented, got a pretty good, pretty big following. He's not scared, so. There was, there's some more additions coming to the site. Trust me, check out phillyanswer.com. You'll enjoy what you're about to see. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us a little bit and promote the site. Uh, we wish you big things with it and much success to it. Check him out on Twitter at Sean underscore Brace. Um, you get all the updates. He does Periscope interviews. Um, I mean, guy's all over the place. I'm constantly checking his Periscope <laughs> out. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just driving around <laughs> in a car and I almost ran off the road because you had Casey McDonald on a periscope interview I almost, almost almost fell the hell over so um thank you for almost getting me my own uh ticket there. i apologize yeah <laughs> take it easy donnie take it easy <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate it man and uh we hope to hear big things and uh, anything 
MixmasterB.com can do to help out Philly Influencer. Check him out. He's doing some great things over there. Uh, we thank you for your time, man. Much appreciated, man. Anytime you need me, and uh, thanks for ha- having me on, bro. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Take care. All right. What up, what up, what up? Sean Brace, PhillyEmphasis.com, and you're listening to my man, Mixmaster B, on MMB Radio.